Emmanuel, our God is with us. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another very special Christmas episode of Ignite Radio Live. Tonight we have a very special episode for you. It is from our third week of Presents for Christmas, blended with an evening of worship from B4 Church. And please partner with us. Some very special uh, things happening in this next year with and for our partners. So we do ask that you join us, ideally with a monthly commitment. We very much depend and rely upon your provision for this nonprofit movement. So check out that partner tab at ilovemyfamily.us. With no further ado, abundant Christmas blessings to you and your family. Let's receive the grace outpoured and be blessed by tonight's program. Good evening, everybody. Well, we want to welcome you to this third leg of presents for Christmas. I don't want to refer to this as the last leg so much as a launching. That after three weeks of this precious time before Jesus with you all, that we're being launched more fully into receiving the great gift of Jesus Christ, Christ's mass, okay? So... I want to ask a question to set up this third leg. The first week was the first decade of the joyful mysteries. Do any of you know what the theme was? The first joyful mystery? The Annunciation. Thank you, Allie Erickson. You get points. So that was the first week. We talked about being faithful like our Blessed Mother, regardless of what it might mean to hear the voice of God and not limit what God may ask of us to be faithful like our Blessed Mother. And to really think about that in our lives. What is God asking of us that may be difficult? And to say yes. Secondly, what, did, what was the theme for the second week? Hint, the second joyful mystery. Yes. Izzy Erickson, visitation. Absolutely. So the visitation, after we say yes to God, it's not just sitting there and waiting. He wants us to move with haste to go places that he wants us to go that might be rugged, you know? Mary didn't have a, um, a place to stop along the way, the way we do, maybe hotels. She didn't have a nice air-conditioned or heated vehicle, right? She was on a donkey, and she went quite a distance, but she went in the great joy of encountering her cousin Elizabeth and the child within Elizabeth's womb. So the meeting of the mothers and John the Baptist and Jesus kind of having a little praise and worship session there. So the third I want to set up tonight with a question, how many of you were ever asked and you succeeded in keeping a secret? A number of years ago, it was the third night of a three-night mission we were doing in Huron, Ohio. It was on the birthday of my first oldest son, Joseph. And our kids, after working very hard for these three nights of this mission, it was late at night, 39 o'clock. They were hungry. We were hungry. We were a couple of hour and a half away from our house. And Mrs. Schleter and I, we kept a secret from them because they were hungry and they were asking, can we eat? And I said, well, I have a secret. Just hold tight. Didn't tell them what it was. We had a bit of a drive and we were going further away from our house. Like, Dad, why are you driving in this direction? Why are you going further away? And we said, well, it's, it's a secret. Well, you'll find out very shortly. Well, within maybe 15 minutes to 20 minutes, probably longer, we rolled up in front of a Japanese steakhouse. So it was pretty awesome. We leaders don't go out to eat especially like that, but it was Joseph's birthday. It was the third night of an awesome retreat that we put on. It was maybe 9 o'clock at night, something like that. 
We had to wait. Our stomachs were grumbling, but I think they would agree it was memorable and it was very worth it. So now let me set it for tonight with that insight of a secret that is kept. God in heaven, from the moment of our sin, from the beginning of time, had a deep secret about what he was going to do in our being hungry and our being starving and nothing was filling his people. Following Adam and Eve follow, falling, they were deeply hungry and their kids were deeply hungry. I'm not talking a physical food, I'm talking a spiritual food. And their kids, and their kids, as the planet was populated, there was a deep hunger within them, but God kept a secret. And that secret was that he himself was the only supply of their poverty, that God was the only one who could satisfy their hunger. And the secret was that he was going to take on flesh and blood, and on Christmas night, that food, that revelation was going to be made known to the nations, the shepherds, a little bit later, the kings, the wise men, if you will, that God was going to be the supply of our deepest hunger. So I leave all of us with that tonight. He has come, so we celebrate that he has come already and that he wants to feed our deepest hunger. So though there's a small but formidable group here tonight, how awesome to think that of any place on this planet you could be, God, who knows yours and my hunger, through whatever means, summoned us here before him with a spiritual, emotional, relational, physical hunger for which he alone will supply. And in a very short period of time, he's going to be before us on this burning bush in the Blessed Sacrament. I simply invite us to open our hearts and ask, Lord, what is it that you want me to be aware of in my hunger that you will satisfy? To open up this door of grace in the short journey tonight, we are going to have a short decade of the rosary. Each week we've had a different family lead us. So we're asking Mr. Erickson and his beautiful eldest daughters to lead us right now in the first decade of the joy, well, it'll be the third decade, so we'll be reflecting on the nativity, the third decade of the joyful mysteries, the nativity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Sustain our daily bread, give us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and the hour of our death. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. From the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're just going to take a moment right now. I'm going to ask you to hold the two candles in your hand. Lord Jesus, you see my heart. You see in the depths of me. You see my poverty. I invite you tonight, Lord God, to make yourself known. I invite you to heal me. Heart, mind, body, and soul. I receive your grace tonight, Lord. Help me to pour out my heart and mind in praise to you who will be before us. Now holding the second candle, I want you to take a moment and pray for the names that God, the Holy Spirit, puts in your heart and mind for people who are not here tonight. Lord Jesus, reveal to me those who are most in need right now of knowing your love. Maybe it's our spouse, our children. All of them, God is not limited, so it can be any of them. We lift them up to you, people we work with, brothers and sisters, cousins, friends, people that are difficult to live with. Lord, you know them and you see them, and right now, we pray that you begin to move through them in this very moment. We pray that their guardian angels lay hands upon them and they experience something different, something unique, something of grace, something that breaks through whatever walls may exist, that you may heal their heart, mind, body, and soul. Amen? So now we are going to light these candles, a symbol of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And we are going to bring these candles forward to Jesus. And then shortly thereafter, he will be 
uh, present before us and illuminating us. You can now begin lighting candles and you can come forward and place them wherever you would like. You're listening to a very special episode of Ignite Radio Live, Presents for Christmas. Please join us in this great adventure at ilovemyfamily.us. We do ask for your partnership. Click on that partnership tab. God bless you. Lord Jesus Christ, you so love the world that you came forth from the womb of Mary to take on flesh to take on the burden of our sin as we anticipate the great birth of nativity in Bethlehem we recognize the gift of Bethlehem is a gift of mercy we kneel before your presence today so desirous of that mercy for we know our need we know our sin and we know that before your mercy our sin can be vanquished 
Dear Lord, in your divine presence then, raise our hearts and our minds in praise and adoration of your divine presence. We pray that you remove from our hearts anything that might distract us from this time of worship. Keep our eyes ever cast on your most blessed sacrament and that consecrated host. Keep our hearts fervent in love for your presence here upon this throne. As we adore you in this most blessed sacrament, may we imitate the adoration of the great shepherds who came to adore you on that first Christmas 2,000 years ago. As we gaze upon you in this most blessed sacrament, may we be like the magi who have come to adore and to worship and to give the gifts of our lives to you. We praise you, we glorify you, and we praise you. For indeed, you are the Lord of all, and you are the Lord of our lives.
friendship It is so intimate And I find I'm moving To the rhythms of your grace Your fragrance is intoxicating In our secret place Cause your love Is extravagant It's spread wide In the arms of Christ Is the love that covers sin Because you are the great God. You are most worthy of praise. So let's sing this chorus out together. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise his name forevermore. For
protector We worship your holy name We surrender to you, God Sing, I've searched the world Treasures that fade are never enough. You came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. So we sing, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Lord, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Oh, we believe it, Lord. And I'm not Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me friend. Yes, he does, because the God of the mountain hey, is the God of the valley. And there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. Okay. 
to believe that, Lord. You're the only one who can. You hold all the power. You hold all authority. So we sing, there's nothing. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Lord, there's nothing. And nothing is better than you. You're listening to a very special episode of Ignite Radio Live, Presents for Christmas. Please join us in this great adventure at ilovemyfamily.us. We do ask for your partnership. Click on that partnership tab. God bless you. Lord Jesus, we praise you. Let this, these doors in our souls that may have been locked tight before we came here or maybe open somewhere in between just may we allow that your breath of life to just blow through the doors of our soul, Lord God, in praise. You made these hearts to worship you, Lord God, we declare it. You made our minds to worship you, we declare it. You made our bodies to worship you, we declare it. Our memories to worship you, we declare it. Our understanding you made to worship you, we declare it. Lord, there's no place we'd rather be here than here in your presence. Lord, we now take some moments of, we say relative silence because you may move in the souls of little babes in whom you found praise, little, little ones here with us tonight. And we praise you for those little ones, that their souls, their hearts give you glory. And we unite with them, in fact, Jesus, on the eve of hopefully a return of the Supreme Court to protecting unborn life from conception through natural death. 
that the chorus of praise coming from the little ones in this group may be representative of the millions who've lost their lives, God, that are giving you praise now before your throne, that our hearts may be united and kindred for healing in the minds of those who make decisions, of the Supreme Court justices, of all our politicians, of our president, of doctors, of all the members, of all moms right now, and dads, that there be restoration of awareness of you and mankind. Lord, we lift up these moments of silence, certainly for whatever other intentions, but in a particular way for the tremendous gift of the little infant in Bethlehem, the savior of the world, the baby that you gave to us to reveal all eternity and make it possible. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment Aquarius, the governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house in the family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping their night watch over their flock. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were struck with great awe. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that to your people, for today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you that you will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a great multitude in the heaven and the host of the angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those upon whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A number of years ago, maybe three years ago or four, I had the opportunity to travel with a group of pilgrims to the Holy Land, and certainly one of our stops was Bethlehem. And I, along with the pilgrims of about 40 or so, very devout Catholics, anticipated just the incredible joy, the peace that Bethlehem represents. I mean, here in this city, the city of David is born the Prince of Peace. You know, it's a smaller city, too. It's, it's not a Jerusalem, but rather it's quiet. And we anticipated the very peace of our Lord to be experienced there in the beautiful church of the Nativity. And as we arrived on the, on the bus, it was extraordinarily beautiful uh, a city, a village, you might say. It's still very much a village, surrounded by the plains that surround the Bethlehem. As we made our way into the church of the Nativity, the church actually built over the site of what they believed to be the very birth of our Lord. 
the manger or the, the, uh, the cave in which Jesus was born. The beautiful church of the nativity, when we arrived, was under renovation. And so when this beautiful church, while beautiful on the outside, when we got into it, you couldn't see anything of the church. All you could see was scaffolding, just scaffolding everywhere. So all the mosaics were lost. You just saw iron and planks of wood. We were also greeted by just throngs and throngs of people, lines and lines of people waiting to get into the lower crash of the church where the actual nativity was. And that's okay. Everywhere you go in the Holy Land, there are lines. But these were long lines. And we waited at least two hours. And we moved ever so slowly. And as we got closer and closer to the steps that led down into the crush of the church, where the actual site of our birth of the Lord was, the crowds became more pressing. And actually, the crowds became more disordered. And actually, you, there became more confusion as people pressed in on one another. And, you know, we Americans, we have a sense of structure and lines, right? Form a single file line and you stay in that single file line. Well, that works for Americans. That doesn't work for other people in the world. For them, a line means that's about 20 gathered together, crushing together and pushing on one another. And it was a lot of pushing and it was a lot of shoving. And my own pilgrims themselves kind of became very uncomfortable with the, the intensity of the crowd. And we're moving closer and closer to the nativity. We're getting excited because we get to go to the place where the Lord was born from the womb of Mary. And as we get closer and closer to this place of where the Prince of Peace was, what happens is the place becomes even more disturbed, more disorderly. And in fact, the pilgrim group in front of us, led by some sort of guide, got into a conflict with another guide, and there became literally a verbal argumentation about which group is going into the crash first. It was ugly. I mean, it was so ugly, you kind of want to protect your pilgrims from the ugliness of it. It just wasn't at all what we expected. And we were all kind of rather distressed by the mess, the ugliness of it. Well, we finally got down to the crush and we spent our few minutes there before we got rushed off because another group of pilgrims are following. And we got back to the hotel there at the Sea of Galilee and we talked about that. And most pilgrims were very disappointed that the peace of Bethlehem was lost in the messiness of this church of the nativity. It was messy, it was ugly, it was chaotic. But that was Bethlehem. Then, but also when our Lord Jesus was born, wasn't it? I mean, think about that. Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem for the census. Bethlehem was overwhelmed with travelers. Bethlehem was overwhelmed with people who had to go there by government order, by government mandate, to register them fa their families. There were far too many people in Bethlehem for the rooms that were offered. And so the streets of Bethlehem were filled with chaos and messiness. And Mary and Joseph found themselves in the midst of that. Bethlehem 
yes, bore the Prince of Peace, but Bethlehem was not the city of peace. Bethlehem was a city of mess and chaos. Yes, the Lord Jesus, the Prince of Peace, was born for you and I. But our lives are not as perfect as we want them to be or as the Lord wants them to be. Our lives can be pretty messy. Our families might be rather broken or dysfunctional. Our marriages may be rather tense. There may be conflict that we face day after day. Our, Lord, our face, our life is messy. But Jesus comes nonetheless. He comes nonetheless. He's born in the mess of Bethlehem. He didn't stay away. The Lord Jesus is born in the mess of our lives. He doesn't stay away. Our mess and our sin doesn't scare him, doesn't alienate him, doesn't push him away. But the mess of our lives is the very reason he came. To provide us hope. To provide us a vision of what he can offer to us when we give our lives to him. And in him, there is peace, okay? The disorder, the dysfunction of our lives, our families, our neighbors may continue, but the peace of the Prince of Peace can remain right there, right? It remains right there, despite the mess that surrounds us. He came into a mess, but he still remains the Prince of Peace. I just pray, my friends, let the Lord Jesus come into your life. It doesn't matter the condition of your life. It doesn't matter where it looks, what it looks like, okay? He wants to enter into it. He wants to be born into the midst of it, okay? Let him be there. Let him be among the mess of it all and let him sort it out. And we can be at peace with that. In a few moments, we'll bring our Eucharistic Lord down as we have in the past, that you might come forward to adore him. As you come forward, you're well aware of the mess of your own lives, the challenges you face, the circumstances that surround you that are less than perfect. Let's just bring that mess to him. Don't be embarrassed by it. Don't be ashamed of it. It is what it is. Many things beyond our control, things that we can control, whatever it is, it's a mess. But bring it to him. As you kneel before him and just say, Lord, this is my life. It's crazy, it's messy, but I know you desire to be born and brought into the mess of it. And as you kneel before him, let him come into the mess of it and enter it and by his presence, redeem it, and bring about an order to it. You're listening to a very special episode of Ignite Radio Live, Presents for Christmas. Please join us in this great adventure at ilovemyfamily.us. We do ask for your partnership. Click on that partnership tab. God bless you.
Every 
turn it for good. You turn it for good, oh. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forevermore. For you are right now would you just take a couple seconds maybe just close your eyes extend your arms out like you're going to receive something we believe that God is our provider he supplies every need so whatever it is you need right now health finances relationships to be restored, whatever it is, in the presence of the Almighty God. Find everything that you need. Receive what He has for you. God, we thank you for this moment that we've had together. We thank you for your presence. We thank thank you that you're supplying every single need according to your riches and your glory. We worship you with everything that we have. In Jesus' name. You're listening to a very special episode of Ignite Radio Live, Presents for Christmas. Please join us in this great adventure at ilovemyfamily.us. We do ask for your partnership. Click on that partnership tab. God bless you. you